What a joyful celebration we have had together today. May the songs of the praise of the Lord Jesus Christ resound in our hearts as we have worshipped Him together. Let me direct your attention to that precious, precious passage of Scripture that Pastor Samuel read a moment ago in Psalm 67. It is a song to be sung. The text, in fact, tells us that. It is a song that is made reference to the choir master, a psalm, a song. It is a congregational song to sing together. In other words, these are words to get stuck in our head and to carry with us throughout the rest of our days. Memories of moments like this, singing, that blessing from Numbers chapter 6, gathered together with a reflection of God's people from all over the world. What a precious memory God has given us that is meant to get stuck in our heads. And it's interesting how the text even unveils itself here in Psalm 67, because as we think about all of what it means to let the peoples praise you, we see that the text immediately indicates and points us to the reality that we ought to praise God for His abundant grace. And that even verse 1 of Psalm 67 makes reference to Numbers chapter 6. Verse 1 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face to shine upon us. May God be gracious to us. And look around, brothers and sisters. He has, has He not? For everyone here who knows Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, you are a recipient of His grace. For anyone here who has not yet received Him, you have another another opportunity of His merciful kindness to receive Him today as Savior and Lord. May God be gracious to us. We are meant to read this and to sing this, and even as the song we have just sung, and we have had, had this read for us in Spanish and in English, these ought to be familiar words that ring in our ears. As we think of His grace, as we think of His mercy, that we do not deserve His salvation, but oh, how abundantly and freely He gives it. We were lost in our sin and lost in our condemnation, and He pursued us and sought us out in love. And for all who repent and believe in Jesus Christ, you are saved by grace through faith. It is a free gift of God, so that no one may boast, but all our boast may be in the God who saves us. But not only may He be gracious to us and bless us, that His his favor would be upon us and His attention and His affection, but He says even make His face to shine upon us. We desire that the Heavenly Father would look upon us with a smile upon His face. And brothers and sisters, today He is doing that very thing. We are gathered amongst peoples from all over the globe, speaking various different languages. We've got babies crying in different languages and praise the Lord for it. One of them is my own, so I can say that. What a gift He's given us, has He not? The Heavenly Father looking down on people whom for no other reason would be gathered together in the same place, singing the same songs and reading reading the same things who are gathered around the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ, praising Him and giving glory and honor to the one who has saved us from our sin. The Heavenly Father in love looks with kindness upon us as we worship Him with gladness. And we have this little word, Selah. 
This little worshipful interlude, this little pause in the music that we would just savor the moment. That we would just enjoy this snapshot of heaven that we have together here today. May God be gracious to us. Bless us. Make His face to shine upon us. But not simply that we would keep it in this room. Oh, how we could spend hours and hours worshiping together and how we ought to long to do that very thing. But we are not meant to keep this to ourselves. That in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and knowing the saving wonder and the glories of His grace and His goodness, the one who called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light, He then sends us out that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among the nations. And that God's way of salvation is not a road, it's not a path. It's not ten steps to this or three ways to that. The way is Jesus Christ Himself. Is that not what He said? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. He is the way. And that He is the Lord's way, God's way, would be known among the earth, among all the peoples of the earth. That would be our desire, and that would be our mission, and that would be the context under which we all operate. Seeing every person created in the image of God in need of the saving grace of Jesus and knowing that if they receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, they will have salvation in Him. That is our Jesus. The way that must be known among the earth, His salvation among all nations. It's interesting when you read this in the Hebrew text and you read your salvation among the nations, the word for salvation that is used there is the word Yeshua is the word from which we derive the name, Jesus. Your salvation among all nations, among all the peoples. That this song that we read, these songs that we sing are also prayers to our God. We see God's heart for the nations here in Psalm 67. That His way would be made known among the peoples. His salvation among all the peoples of the earth as He breaks down the barriers and He softens hearts and He saves lives and He sustains His people through some of the most unbelievable hardships and He cares for us and comforts us that we may then comfort those who are around us and He leads us and He guides us. Look at the wonders of His grace and make them known. And then as you look around the pews here today, as we walk and we have taste of nations together, that we get to look around and we get to celebrate and that every look and every glance and every eye you catch is another reason for celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Look at what He is doing. Look at what He has done. Let all the peoples praise you, O God, verse 3. Let all the peoples praise you. It's a call to worship. But it is also a reminder that peoples... The word, peoples are made up of people, individual people, mothers and fathers, grandfathers and children, widows and orphans, the afflicted and the broken and the downcast, those who are apathetic, those who think they know everything. Among all peoples, may the 
message of the gospel, the message of Christ, resound in hearts that they may praise you, O God. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. That every single believer is a testimony. Every single person who has trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord is a testimony of the saving power of Jesus. Amen. And we get to look around and we get, to get, we get to know one another. We get to speak of that. We get to be encouraged by one another and say, the Lord did that for you. Listen to what He has done for me. And there's gladness and it just wells up when, within us and overwhelms us. That's part of the reason that when we leave this place and we have taste of the nations, you have to go and sit with somebody you do not know that you may hear the testimony and have gladness in your heart for the rest of your days because of what you are going to hear of God's saving and redeeming grace. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the gladness embedded in the opportunity and the songs of joy for what He has done and that this is a song of ongoing joy song of praise that unites us together in a way nothing else can. You see, as we read this text this morning, as we've read all of the passages of Scripture together this morning, what we realize is diversity is not the goal. Worship is. Diversity is not the aim. We're not celebrating our differences here. We're celebrating our unity. We're celebrating our unity in Jesus Christ, in His love, in His saving grace. But that His grace is not only revealed to us in the ways in which He has saved us, but look at the ways in which He operates amongst all of us. He says, for you judge the peoples with equity. We don't deserve God's equity here, but He uses the same standard for each and every one of us. We quoted the verse of Scripture just a little while ago, John 14, 6, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's true for me, and that's true for you. The only way to the Heavenly Father is, is through faith in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sin and rose from the dead, that you would have forgiveness and everlasting life in Him. Not one of us is righteous. We are all Guilty according to the law, our conscience condemns us, creation even testifies against us. And our only hope, the only hope for you, the only hope for me, is Jesus Christ, that God is both just and the justifier of the one who places their faith in Jesus Christ. This is what he's done. Look around, this is what he has done. And that the joy and the gladness of the nations would resound as we have this wonderful experience of heaven today. But that His grace is also in operation as we think about Him guiding the nations upon the earth. Guiding down to the every detail of our lives, leading us and guiding us. And we have some amazing stories of His redemptive work and the ways in which the gospel came into our ears and came into our hearts that we think of the shepherding grace of God Himself. That He has guided us all the way through life and He has guided us together in this moment now. What a mighty God we have. 
What a good and gracious, gracious shepherd we have. See, many of you gathered here today were born far from Lilburn, Georgia. But you're here today. What a gift. We celebrate the fact that God has guided us to interact with one another. And may it stir in our hearts a resounding sense of praise and awe and glory that the God of all grace would not only save us by His grace and for His glory through faith in Jesus Christ, but would give us such a beautiful family to worship Him along with. What a wonderful God we have. Praise God for His abundant grace. But as the song continues and as the chorus picks up, we are reminded here also that we ought to praise God for His abiding faithfulness. We read in verse 5, really the refrain, the chorus, let all the peoples praise you. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. That every time we run into each other, not just today, but every time we run into each other, whether it be in the halls of this place or whether it be out in the marketplace somewhere or at work or anywhere else, we may run into one another. May every time we make eye contact and see one another be another reason to praise the Lord. Because we are gathered here today, not simply because we share a facility. We are gathered here today because we share a heavenly Father. That's better. Let all the peoples praise you. Look around for reasons. There are so many that life itself is worship. So that the worship of the Lord permeates our songs, but the songs permeate our lives so that every opportunity and everything that we do is another opportunity to worship the Lord. Whether we eat or drink, we do it all to the glory of God. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So as you're caring for your children and you're loving your wife and you're serving your family and you're serving in your church and you're sharing a meal together and you're working in your job and you're trying to care for your parents and you're doing all the things and you're just living a daily life. It's all worship. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all worship. And that every time we get to see one another and partner together and and just think of the praise and the wonder of the glory of God, as one commentator put it, the more the vapors of our praise go up, the more the showers of His grace come down. Verse 6, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear Him. Notice God's faithfulness. He says the earth has yielded its increase. He's making a reference, in fact, to Leviticus chapter 26, which is a, a discussion about the blessings of obedience. But what we're actually seeing here, this is... He's, we're reading, this is past tense. God had, the earth has yielded its increase. That we can look around and we can say, praise God for what He has done. What a fruitful harvest He has had as the gospel seed has been sown in the lives of so many people and we are living amongst a testimony of the saving power and the wonder of the harvest of what God has brought. Look at this heavenly preview. 
But see, previews are meant to stir us with excitement, aren't they? When you see those movie previews for that movie that you want to see, what is it? It's meant to whet the appetite, right? That you would long for and be excited about what's coming. This is what is coming. Heaven will be filled with even more voices singing to the praise and glory and honor of the Lamb who was slain for our sins, who died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead. Earth has yielded its increase. God has displayed His faithfulness. And thus we may know that God our God shall bless us. That His faithfulness in the past leads us to look forward to His faithfulness in the future. That we ought to have great expectations of Him. As the message of salvation goes forth and another life is transformed and another person comes to know Jesus as Savior and Lord and we rejoice with them and it's like the chorus and the choir gets a little louder all along the way and we rejoice in every song and in every voice and every cry and every plea and every plea for mercy and we rejoice together in it. God will bless us. He is that good. God shall bless us. The testimony of today should stir us for hope for tomorrow. That what a culture has been trying to do in every other name we see is only possible in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear Him. And at first we read that and we think, that's a strange way of ending this psalm. That all the ends of the earth fear him? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is a necessary thing. People without the knowledge and the hope of the gospel, may they fear the Lord that as we think of people that we know who need to know Christ as Savior and Lord, that fear motivates and that God would prepare their hearts Because in fear, may they know the fear of their own circumstances. May they know the fear that they stand condemned before a righteous and a holy God without Christ. That God does so love the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But the one who does not believe in Him is condemned already. What are you going to do with that? Run to Jesus for mercy. Cry out to Him no matter who you are or where you're from or what your background is. And it doesn't matter how how bad you may have been, how deep the backstory may go. God's grace is is sufficient to save you. But we ought to fear the Lord against whom we have all sinned that we would have conviction in our spirit and we would cry out that wonderful sinner's prayer. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And that if you are here this morning amongst this wonderful celebration that we are having today and you do not know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, may the fear of the Lord fall upon you. But may you see in that very moment His outstretched arm of mercy. That you would trust Him by faith. And you would cry out, Lord, Have mercy on you, a sinner, so that you may go home from this place justified. Because the fact is, we all have reason to fear because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
we've all willfully and woefully violated the righteousness of God in our hearts and in our lives. And we stand condemned by our own action, by our own thought, by our own nature. But God is so good. Because in love He sent His only Son, fully God and fully man, to be our substitute who lived a human life, who was tempted in every way as we are and yet was without sin, who went to the cross as our substitute. That all who turn to Him in faith, all who trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord, will recognize He died on the cross for your sin. He endured the full outpouring of the wrath of God against your sin that you would be saved and freed and forgiven and redeemed and reconciled and rescued and drawn under the grip and wonder of His grace and love and mercy. Let all the ends of the earth fear Him that all the ends of the earth may praise Him. Do not leave this place celebrating merely diversity. Leave this place celebrating Jesus. Do not merely leave this place celebrating a facility. Leave this place celebrating the Heavenly Father who loves you enough to send His own Son to die on the cross for your sin. Rise from the dead that you may have forgiveness and everlasting life. I would plead for you. Respond how the Spirit works and moves in your heart and life. I guarantee you there's someone here who knows the gospel, who speaks your language, and I will point you to them. May God be gracious to us. Bless us. And make His face shine upon us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Jesus. What a testimony you have given us in the fact of today. But Father, we pray that you would open our eyes to see with awe and wonder the bigger picture and the bigger story of the wonders of your redeeming love and grace. Father, we pray for the people who are in this place now who have never trusted in Jesus as Savior and Lord, and we pray that today would be the day of their salvation where by your Spirit and for your glory, all of a sudden there would be conviction of their sin and there would in the exact same moment be repentance and a turning to you that they may clutch hold of your mercy by faith. God, pour out your grace amongst us, your salvation to the ends of the earth. And Father, as we have yet another opportunity to sing your praises, as we have opportunity to fellowship one with another, may we do so with worshipful, thankful hearts because you are so good. Lord, we ask 